Welcome into episode four of season three of the one two six. Today we have not one but two new segments. Hello again. I'm Addison McKelvin. With me, as always, Coach Weaver, Coach O. How's it Hi, going? Hi, Addison. I, I feel like I'm I'm back on the right way. I can hear myself better. Yeah. This Our week. producer's uh, he's he's gaining in experience, and uh, it's you know it's good to see you grow, Addison. It's getting a little better each week. Thank you. You're that, I really appreciate that from somebody who can barely turn his TV on. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't have a TV currently. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. That's um, okay, Coach. We got. Yeah, thank you. Hey, you mentioned two two guests today and two uh-huh. new segments. Uh-huh. This is the whole episode of new segments, isn't mm-hmm. it? We like to keep things fresh around here on the one two six. Yes, we do have two familiar segments. Um, in fact, we're going to jump into one right now. I hope you're ready for it. The weave. Oh, you know I am. I'm always ready for another episode of the weave. Uh, this one's going to be, Coach O has, has trained me with her stopwatch. It's actually a countdown timer now, mm-hmm. so that's exciting. I can look on the other end and know that. Um, We're going to get you a shock collar <laughs> going over, and I'll have a little button right here. And just, yeah, we um, talked about that. We'll give the button to I'm Coach O. I'm just trying to be week. a team player, you know? Okay, hey, let's get straight to the point on this one. Uh, we had a pretty busy week in Forney ISD athletics and sports, and it was a good week. Um, both. The North Forney Falcons and the Forney Jackrabbit varsity football team came home with wins. Well, North Forney went home from Forney to North Forney. Uh, they got a win at Citibank Stadium over Woodrow Wilson, the initial win of the Luster era. So congratulations mm-hmm. to Coach Eric Luster on his first win. A um, little sloppy in the first half, but they came out in the second half and looked really good. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just nice to see him get his, his first game under his belt as head coach, their first win. They're off to a good start. And then Forney traveled to White House. Uh, White House has been a little bit of a nemesis for us. Um, you know, they got us last year at home. Uh, however, Coach Fleener rolled up there on, on some charter buses and hopped off. And Jackrabbit, same thing, got down mm-hmm. 0 to 20 at halftime, mm-hmm. 0 to 20. And we're all thinking, uh-oh, this could be problematic. But great coaching. Mm-hmm. Great adjustments at halftime. They come storming back and win 21-20 to 20 with just seconds left on the clock. I, I, I know I was watching on sportsgram.net from the sideline of the North Forney game. Then over to volleyball. We talked about this last week. We had the Forney ISD volleyball tournament last uh, weekend. 20 teams came over. Very competitive tournament. Some good uh, volleyball. Coach O, you saw some of that on Not Saturday. Yep. Um Man, and I believe we came out with a hometown victory, didn't we? Yep, the Jackrabbits, they won it all, beat McKinney in the championship. Yeah, so North Forney Falcons in the consolation bracket. I think McKinney knocked them out, but then they went on and and did really well. Yes, they did. Uh, Both of our volleyball teams, as we said, are are real strong. Cross country had a good meet over at Kaufman. That's always an outstanding meet at Kaufman. Both of our cross country teams showed. But this last week, as we, you know, it's just super busy because we're Mm -hmm. all in now. And, um, um, it's just fun to see our teams winning once again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been a minute since both of our varsity football teams have started the season off with a Vic yeah. in their initial game, and um, both of them off to a good start. So good stuff. There we go. With 26 seconds to spare, uh, you did you. it. Congratulations. So now let's see if, if uh, Coach O can, can keep the time as well. Now you know I'm a competitor. Well, you know, we like to eat and we like to talk about food. So today for the subject spotlight, we're talking cooking. What do you like to cook? What's your favorite thing to cook? I want to start, and I think I may cook it tonight, maybe. With some, what was the weird fish that she introduced us to? Chilean sea bass. We're going to leave that Chilean sea bass where it's at. Okay. So my favorite thing to cook is pork chops. That would be in Chile, I believe. Pork chops. I like to fry them (laughs) with flour. Okay. The breakfast pork chops only, not the thick ones. With the, bone, oh, okay. with the bone in? Bone in, of course, because that's where all the flavor is in the bone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> our first guest is, is yeah. over here, um, you know, hopefully thinking about this topic. Let's find out what, surprise, Mr. Mario Luna is our first guest today. You'll find out why he's on here in just a minute. He he's, didn't sign up for the football team. 
But what are you about cooking, Mario? What do you cook at home? What do I cook? Your favorite at home? thing to cook? I don't really cook. Uh, I okay. Wah, wah, wah. There you go. Your grill. favorite thing to have cooked? I go outside and, you know, fire up the grill. Well, that okay. counts. Yeah, I that mean, counts. Well, you say cooking, I think. What are you going to put on it? Pots and pans. Fire up the grill, what's on it? Uh, H-E-B meat. H-E-B meat. Hey, here, everything's better. I'm going to tell you, spoken like a true Harlingen veteran, I bet he's been to the H-E-B in... Uh, is there one Harlingen or is this the okay. San Benito? Yeah, there, I guess there's one in each one. Har- Harlingen, San Benito, right? I go down, I hang out in, you know, Mario's territory all the time because I love the valley and love to fish. Now, I do love some H-E-B. H-E-B's good stuff. What's your favorite My thing turn? to cook? Um, I'll tell you, I do cook pork chops a lot, uh, a lot like Cocho. My wife loves pork chops, and um, I very much like Cocho. Go for the breakfast variety with the bone-in. I do think that's best. I've tried other varieties, too, but... Um, I also like to go with a T-bone steak. I see our guests are laughing because they think I'm really going to go off on a tirade here. So I'll I'll leave it with uh, a choice cut of meat with the bone in, in yeah. a cast iron skillet. I'm going to get off the sto- off the uh, grill and go to a cast iron skillet with some good seasoning. Oh, okay. You bet. Uh, I'm not really the cook in my house, so I don't I don't really know. But I love all breakfast foods, and most of those are fairly easy to cook. So. I'll go with like something like that, French toast or something. That's what we had last night. That's so thing breakfast for dinner? Oh yeah, That's all the, the time. Best. And for our pork lovers over here, have y'all ever heard of scrapple? Have you ever heard of scrapple? I have not. Can't say that I have. Okay, scrapple is something I was introduced to in Pennsylvania. Um, we went up there, and we have some friends who are real into. Um, they have some connections to Amish culture mm. up there, and yeah. scrapple is kind of this Amish thing, and it's this pork that. It almost, whenever you first get it, it almost looks like spam or something, like it's been ground, but you cut it in these kind of thin strips and then pan fry it, and it is so good. Like, it's awesome. I don't know where we get some scrapple down here, but if both y'all like breakfast pork chops, you'll like scrapple. Okay, scrapple. We learned something. Try it out. We'll look for it. Yeah. We'll, we won't find it. We'll look for it. <laughs> maybe we we'll can go research it. Maybe, I can, get some, lot of maybe I can get some scrapple sent down here in a maybe cooler so, or something. Yeah. There's probably not a lot of, of native scrapple in northeast Texas. <laughs> I wouldn't think. We need some, yeah, we need some scrapple. If only we knew somebody who was in the, the meat distribution business. Yeah, I know. Maybe we maybe someone will come across our path on the yeah. 126 who could uh, talk to us about fine meats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, to get to our guest today, we have a new segment that we're going to introduce, and uh, a soundbite that was made by our very own Coach Weaver. Um, was it? it really? It, I it thought there's supposed to be a surprise, Addison. Oh, okay. My gosh, you Sorry. Blew it. just gave it away. You've done this before on the podcast. I know, but you could have played it, and it, you know. You... My mama always said, "Game day is like a box of chocolates." You never know what you're going to get. There you go. Didn't that take you back to 1996? (laughs) I think they could have guessed it by the muffled audio quality. Well, I recorded it on my cell phone. Um, I tried to get our producer to help me with it, but he was way too busy to to help with things like teaching kids and whatnot. We had to do, Addison, because you let us down. We'll remake it. We'll remake it and get the quality up to par. But the the impression was great as as, as normal. Look, uh, okay, so this this segment that we're going to do every now and then, because everybody that's been to an athletic contest knows that it kind of is like a box of chocolates. You look out there, we've got the main thing going on on the field or on the court, but there's a lot of pieces in that box, whether it's a gym, uh, the football field, it's a track meet, it's, you know, baseball, softball. Um, there's so many different parts connected, working parts connected to high school sports and, and athletic events. Um, we've already introduced Mario Luna, who's our guest today, and it's a perfect example. It's a perfect um, person to begin with uh, because, as we all know, we just had varsity football on Friday night, and a big part of that, of course, is our fine arts programs and how they you know support our athletic programs and vice versa um you know mario and i uh, obviously go back a long way i remember when mario was playing the drums on up on the you know riser at the basketball gym when i was coaching years ago and 
uh, we all had a great environment in the gym. He is still leading that great fine arts environment mm-hmm. in Forney ISD and, and bringing really fun parts, moving parts to our athletic events. So let's talk about that a little bit, Mario, right? Okay. Um, I think the obvious one is band. I think that everybody clearly knows band and drill performs at halftime, but that's not the only piece there. Fine arts actually interacts with a lot of different parts on Friday night. Why don't you tell us about some yeah, of them? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, just, you know, from what you started, uh, marching bands, uh, mm-hmm. drill teams, uh, cheerleaders, uh, and the concession stands. Yep. I mean, that's lots of folks there, you know, from our um, – Band booster groups. How many um, kids are in? How many kids are in the uh, high school band? We average. I mean, obviously, I don't know this year just yet, but I would say we always average around two hundred kids. Okay, a all lot right. of them. A lot of them. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Th- then you add to that uh, drill team. How many kids we average in drill? Forty-ish. Uh, okay, forty. Then you got another. You got the varsity cheerleaders. Yep. Probably, now, of course. You know, we get into JV games and freshman games and JV and freshman cheerleaders and, and junior high and so forth. But we're just talking about Friday night right now. So, um, what, 10, 15 cheerleaders? Yeah. All right. Then you got all the parent volunteers that come in to operate concession stand. Yeah. And, I mean, that – folks think, you know, you just show up on a Friday night, food's there. But, uh-huh. it, no, it, it starts early in the week with uh, supplies and showing up to the stadium and stocking and inventory and – yeah. And they're all volunteers, so. Right. Yeah. So you've got um, whatever, probably 300 people, you know, or plus, 300 plus people mm-hmm. represented there on a Friday night, busy uh, with fine arts, interacting with that many more, probably, with uh, athletics and, and stadium crew and staff and everybody. And like you said, it takes. Uh, it's not just show up on game day and yep. it all happens. There's a lot that goes into it beforehand and after the game. Uh, tell, tell us, tell, just to, for our listeners, tell us about your start in Forney ISD a little bit. My start, uh, man, I got, I, yeah, what year was that? 2006, I believe. Um, we came over here, uh, the three band directors, we came from, Irving, uh, 2006. Um, funny story, I guess. I mean, the second time I came out here, I was lost. <laughs> I didn't know where I was. I was at a gas station on 30, asking where where 40 was. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you haven't gone far enough out. Keep going. Keep yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, taught at 40 High for several years. I've been here at the administration building since. Uh, I don't even know. Yeah, been <laughs> a think, while. I think this is going on my sixth year up here. So this is my 16th year uh, in the school district. Yeah. So I guess I was 10 years at 49, six years here. That's crazy. It's, you know, like I said, my first um, interaction with you, I think, I remember, you know, when you were do- leading percussion yep. at Forney yep. High. And, man, he would bring those kids in with the drum line. And instantly, you know, the atmosphere in the gym mm-hmm. would would heighten I think, and it's just a that was a neat deal. But you could tell way back then, Mario was super committed to all the school programs, you mm-hmm. know, and school kids, and just making it really fun for kids and and good for adults. Um, you do have a a uh, you know Coach O's sort of counterpart, I guess, in your world would be yeah. Janae. Yep. And uh, Janae was out today, so she couldn't come over. That's correct. Yeah. And uh, yep, she uh, joined us last uh, school year. And- as we all know, uh, last school year was interesting. Mm-hmm. So she helped a whole ton on our uh, COVID uh, procedures, uh, guidelines, handbooks, uh, protocols. Uh, so I, I could put, you know, just more focus on the on the students and the kids. And, sure. And we were uh, in the process of opening three schools. Yeah, and, uh, folks don't realize how much goes into that. Oh boy, ordering and ordering and uh, supply chain issues and vendors. So mm-hmm. I was still kind of you know going this way, and she was going this way with all our our uh, safety uh, issues in place. You know, because with with 
fine arts, I mean, and what we just are still, you know, just going through, um, there was lots of questions because you didn't know if you could sing in a room. You didn't know if you could play an instrument in the room. Right. Just because of, you know, the just what it, you know, the unknowns, I guess. Yeah. So uh, she helped a whole ton, like a whole ton on, on that side of things. I know. I, I, I don't doubt that a bit. I know she comes by our office a lot, as you do. You know, we like I said, we work together all the time. On, we work on well together. Yeah, we do. And, you know, people don't know what you don't know, but obviously everybody knows COVID was a big deal and what we did, the, the arrangements we made, the, the changes to schedule and operations um, certainly was the case in your world too. We're, we're operating, operating right now in a little bit more normal format. You know, hopefully we're able to continue to do that. Tell us a little bit about what you anticipate this year. Like I know band goes through, you know, uh, every, all, every other year as a competition year with UIL. What, what's their focus this year? What, what are our bands and, and drill team? You know, what's on the table for this season? What should we look forward to? Yeah, I mean, you know, just like you said, I mean, things are semi going back to, you know, just the way it used to be. So uh, as far as marching being, this is a, a, a state year. Um, if, if folks don't know, uh, state marching contests happens uh, every other year. Uh, not fully sure why that's the case i don't know if it's just cost or what um it just makes each year cooler when it does yeah, happen yeah you gotta wait for <laughs> it's it like a the bit. olympics yeah <laughs> um as far as everyone else i mean hopefully things kind of just go back to the way you know they they uh are with some you know understanding of uh expectations of uh safety things in place you know sure but, uh, I mean, for the most part, I mean, it's really, you know, I'm a knock on wood, even though they said don't. don't you knock guys on heard the that. Knock, knock. Don't, 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 don't touch the table here. Uh, you know, for the most part, you know, we just hope it just kind of goes back to the way yeah. we used to do things. Well, mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. We had one home game, and it was a great atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um you know, there was a really big crowd, one of our largest crowds, I think, for a North Forney home opener um, on Friday night. Band looked great to me. That the yeah. you know the cheerleaders were out there getting after it. Uh, the drill team was good. I mean, it's um, it. There was a pretty big student section again. We didn't have student sections mm-hmm. last year, so it's kind of fun to see all that whole Friday night atmosphere coming back together again. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, it was a pretty large crowd for that first game. It was. Because we had some uh, construction issues, you know, since fields being uh, fixed and all that. Sure. But uh, it was a really good-sized crowd for our first game. Okay, well, Mario. Uh, well, I have a question for yeah, you. Oh, good. So, on a Friday night, so, like, it's game day. You know, we get in our game day mode uh, with everything we got to get, you know, get done. What what are you doing on game day? What what are you doing before we see you walking around on Friday nights on the, on the sideline? Uh, I mean, it's a variety of things. If the other school is going out of town, we always just, you know, make sure we've got our uh, semi-drivers and our bus drivers. And uh, we will go check our uh, sections, you know, at uh, Citibank, and uh, we will uh, attend some of the pep rallies that, that take place. You know, just we'll go see our kids there. And, uh, and then we for sure uh, work on a list of our uh, concession stand workers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just because you can't just – have a uh, side gate that's just wide open, I guess. And uh, there's so, a lot of them too. Yeah, a lot of volunteers coming in and out. A lot of kids running around scurrying. I mean, it looks like you know, Seabank Stadium looks like an anthill on yeah. Friday night, yeah. right? I mean, it's just there are groups coming and going everywhere. It's great. Mm-hmm. It is great. It's and that's I mean that's kind of what it's one of the payoffs for school and the school environment to me is to see everybody coming out there and having fun on Friday 
So when you come out, people, when you come out and watch a Friday night football game, mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're going to have more ep- beyond episodes like this, but don't forget when you open up that box of chocolates, so to speak, um, there's so many people putting their heart and, and soul into, you know, their, 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 those kids in the drill team are spending all their time practicing for that performance. The cheerleaders are spending all week long mm-hmm. getting ready for Friday night. The band obviously is working their tails off out there going through their routines just like the football team is. You've got parents that, that are up there on Wednesday night or Thursday night stocking concession stands and getting ready. There's people putting th- – it's just uh, so much goes into that event. Mm-hmm. We love the event. We, we enjoy the event. Um, but you got to have some respect for all the work that goes into that event too. So we really appreciate Fine Arts being a good partner. Yeah, and what other group? You know, uh, we also uh, sing at the games too. Well, that's a good point. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. Choir, choir so, comes out, and sings. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that we actually were able to, in a way, continue um, during COVID time. Was um, Juan, the district videographer, made these videos of yep. both choirs mm-hmm. singing the national anthem we were able to just play it on the video board yeah um and that was i think that was a lot cooler than us just playing a I you know agree. some recording of it and putting up the american flag seeing our our own students singing it and now that they're able to do it in person it's pretty cool yeah okay well i gotta say this uh you know we're going to be transitioning into our next guest here and yes. this is our first legend yes f- local legend our first local legends series here uh but they have some mario and our next guest have a little something in common uh so maybe we can make the segue talking about coaching we're going to transition our fine arts director into talking about coaching youth soccer yes sir so mario what how would you classify yourself as a coach what kind of coach are you well i was Fallen told to coach about <laughs> that says a two lot. seasons ago. Uh, but then when I was finding out that I wasn't the the head coach, I guess, then I was like, okay, I can s- stand back here. Oh, you're really happy about that. And then uh, <laughs> Coach Kate over here. Yeah, I'm, yeah. So funny story, you know, because she's a softball person. But there was times that I had to like take her off the field. Oh, because like she was getting in youth a, sports. She was well. She wasn't oh, getting no. after the the refs. But, oh boy, but she was kind of like, well, she kind of was. So <laughs> and like she kept saying blue, blue, blue. I was like, this is not soccer. <laughs> this is. I mean, uh, softball. This is a. Whoa, this is whoa, whoa, hey, I, she's back here in the green she's room. She's got to come. She's in the green room. She's guys. shaking her fist at you too already. So there may be some truth to that story. <laughs> so there was, that was two seasons ago, and then uh, last uh, this last year I coached. And, yeah, uh, I could teach kids how to play instruments, but not sports. Uh, yeah, so what's the difference right. there? I feel like you could. I no. feel like they're pretty similar. No, <laughs> not at all. Are we going to go back to your? What is your? What is your theory on on sports? Is it performing? Oh, gosh, you're going to get me in trouble. Remember we had Dr. Terry on? We had this long discussion about what, which this started in Synergy two years ago with Eric Segovis, who's now at at North Forney. We had a discussion about what is a sport and what is not. And I am of the opinion with Mr. Segovis that if there's a judge, it's not a sport. It's a? It's an athletic art. An athletic art. So gymnastics is an athletic art because someone has to tell you who won. It's not just a clear-cut, you know, goal to do. And to me, it do, it's not rude or demeaning. You know, they're, no, gymnasts are way more athletic than I am. You're trying to get but, Mario and I to have even more crossover right, between exactly, athletics and fine arts exactly. than we already do. Mm-hmm. But, so. yeah, I, I understand some people don't like it whenever I tell them that. I just think it's an interesting point. Well, I, I, mean, I disagree with it. It's, but. Che- it's che- cheerleading is a part of fine arts, correct? Correct. See, I would, I would agree with that. However, there is a UIL cheerleading competition. It's, mm-hmm. it's called... Spirit, UIL Spirit, and so cheerleaders can go and, and go. Um, compete in a tournament against mm-hmm. one another to represent their schools. So that's a pretty that's a pretty significant crossover. I hate to admit it, that does sort of speak to your point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but soccer definitely not the case. So, when, no, when the soccer. fire arts director is out there yeah. coaching youth soccer, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's it, stepping into unfamiliar territory. Oh yeah. Oh, he yeah. downplays but, it, but he did a great job. Oh, good. I mean, as the head coach. What was helpful was I did have a, a few soccer girls from the 
sporting team kind of show up to my practices and they kind of just let practice. So that's a, a coach is only as good as their assistant coaches. It's correct? Good to have connections. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, um, all right. So the head coach of the Forney yes. Youth Soccer. What was the name of the team? Titans. The Titans. The Titans. We also have Titans head coach. Yes. Kate Kyerlieber joining us today. Yes, for a segment that I will intro right now. Local legend. There you go. Local legend in the flesh. Local. Some of you may know her as Kate Bell, but we're going to go with Kyerlieber because it's official now. It is official. Yeah. yeah. I just remember being in my on my interview committee. Ah, yes, she was. She Nika. was my number one pick, if I do say so. Myself. You're correct. I, I appreciate that, Kate. Yep. Well, uh, Kate, uh, you know, I know as gratifying as it must be to be head coach of the local Titans Forney Youth Soccer Team. Um, oh, you're be- also- before we get off of that subject, <laughs> is there any tips? Because I actually have my first youth soccer Uh-oh. practice tonight. I'm helping coach my niece's team. Our team name, though, is not the Titans. It is the Gold Diggers. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. We yeah. can really take that one and yeah. run with it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sharks and minnows. Sharks and minnows. That's awesome. Okay. It is. It is. So uh, your minnows have the ball, and the sharks want to steal the ball. Okay. So the play nice mentality, and we don't share in soccer. So oh. we definitely don't want to share with other teams. So we had to get over the hurdle of we don't share in soccer. We take Oh, okay. oh there you I go. like it. Sharks and minnows. That's a good one. That's right, Coach Mario. Coach <laughs> Mario, man, something that that it doesn't it doesn't ring in my ear. It's something just doesn't sound right about that, Coach Mario. But I, I wish I'm sorry I didn't get to see that in action. Mm-hmm. It's, it okay. yeah. it's okay. It's <laughs> okay. Like, that's all right. I brought the fire. He brought the thunder. There you go. There you go. <laughs> mm, I'd like to see that. <laughs> All right, so uh, congratulations on a great Titan season. Addison, we wish you uh, all the best with your gold diggers. Uh, But that's not the reason Kate is a local legend. Um, As a matter of fact, Kate, you're, to our knowledge, the only graduate of our programs that has gone on to be a head coach at the collegiate level. So you not only um, obviously played softball, we can talk about your high school experience playing softball here and, and being in, in that softball culture at Forney High, which has been so good for so long. Going on to play collegiate softball, we want to hear you tell us about that some. And then as we build toward what was your road to being a head coach at the collegiate level? Sure. Talk to us a little. All right. Well, uh, I'm a 2005 graduate of Forney High School, so it's always uh, nice to come back home. Addison is like, wow, you're old (laughs) over here. Yeah. Thanks, Addison. It's all right. Um, uh, That was also, that was a fun experience. We had a great run uh, in high school, went pretty deep a couple times in the playoffs. Uh, Stopped just short of state my junior year. Ran out of a little bit of pitching, made a couple of errors in uh, some situations, and so never got to experience state. But it was very fun uh, coaching some of the kids that went to state a couple of years ago. The couple of them took hitting lessons for me, so to be able to experience that through their eyes was was very fulfilling. Um, after college, uh, had a couple offers to go play in Mississippi. Um, decided to follow one of my best friends. Uh, to Harden Simmons and my dad is looking at me like Kate we're we're not, we're not going we've been doing this whole thing you know for six years <laughs> a select thing we're not going D1 and I'm like eh, no I don't think so yeah. uh, so that was that was fun conversation but I really appreciate my parents always being supportive of wherever I was athletically so I really love the D3 model I think sometimes it gets overlooked and overshadowed by uh, the athletic scholarships but I think a lot of times people don't realize that not every uh, school is fully funded. So unless you're really looking at JUCO or NAIA, even with Division One or Division Two, uh, only half or maybe even a third of the school is actually athletic funded. Um, most of your scholarships come from academics. And so uh, for D3, I think that's uh, something that's really important that a lot of people miss is those academic scholarships are huge in D3 and, and there's a lot more than you can maybe get other places. So went to Hardin-Simmons, uh, had a great uh, couple years there. My second year at Hardin-Simmons, I was an All-American catcher. Um, in the regional tournament that year, uh, very blessed to get to go to postseason every year I was in college. In the regional tournament that year at Louisiana College, 
I was warming up the pitcher um, for the upcoming game, and my knee just kind of fell to the side. And I'm like, what in the world? I'd had an ACL reconstruction uh, freshman, my freshman year of high school as a volleyball player. Then again, my sophomore year, uh, meniscus tear. So I'm thinking, oh man, I know, I know what this is. I know I tore my meniscus. And so uh, trainer got me ready to go. I was game ready. We ended up only playing two more games before we lost out of the regional tournament. But I had my third knee surgery between my mm. sophomore and junior year of college. Um, after my sophomore year of college, I transferred to UT Tyler. And uh, my dad was actually the assistant coach there at the time. So that was exciting to get to play for him. He always coached my sister growing up. So it was the first time I'd ever really got to play for my dad. And uh, had a great run there. Um, my junior year was tough. Obviously, I'm rehabbing back from a knee injury. And then my senior year, we go on to the Division Three World Series, finished fourth. Uh, that was a very exciting run. Um, it was in New Jersey, about 20 minutes outside of New York City. So uh, we got to see New York City, got to fly into that. That was a very fun experience. Uh, in 2009, when I graduated college, I went to school to be an investment banker. But as we all know, interesting, there were no investment banking jobs with yeah. the market crash of 2009. Mm, good point. Uh, so my friend, uh, who was the coach at Letourneau, called and said, hey, I really need a GA. And I said, okay, well, let's talk about it. I don't think I'm going to get the, any investment banking jobs. So uh, let, let me get my MBA and then I'll come over. Uh, so I was there for two years, and a, a lady that really saw a lot of me, uh, Terry Dyke, who used to coach at uh, UT Tyler basketball and then transitioned to Laterno as athletic director. Um, my head coach, after two years of me getting my master's, was going to take another position, and I was 21, and she said, hey, you think you can do this? And I said, well, I don't know. She said, well, think about it, because in a couple years, this may be what we're looking at. So at 23, I was the youngest uh, NCAA head coach in the nation. And wow. to my knowledge, I'm still the youngest head coach that they've ever hired. And well, that's why she's a local that, legend, Addison. That's why, yes. As well, she should be. Yeah. I was asking to write down my stuff. I wasn't like, why is Kate here? Like, that's not <laughs> I needed to make some notes. <laughs> Well, Kate, uh, you, you mentioned your dad. Uh, you know, most folks know your dad, yeah. Keith Bell. Of course, he was the president of our board here for a long time in Forney. Um, well-known, well-loved. He's now our state representative. Um, he coached with you. What's it like coaching? And I had your dad coached you, oh, but yeah. he also coached with you, correct? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Tell us about that dynamic Oh, a goodness. Bit. Well, I will say I give him a lot of credit. He never reprimanded me in the dugout. <laughs> However, we carpooled back and forth because we were still uh -oh. living here and driving. Now we talk about that yeah. ride home sometimes. Uh -huh. right. So I got the ride home as a head coach too. <laughs> uh, you know, Kate, you know, this is fundamental softball. We should have bunted. And I'm like, dad, my gut yeah. in the moment was just different. Who cares like, about it? titles? Yeah, it worked out for you this time, but don't expect for it to happen <laughs> next time. So uh, no, it was pretty awesome. I, I really enjoyed having my dad. I don't know at 23 if I would have been able to handle that position and the stress that came with it. I think I was young, dumb, and stupid, so maybe I didn't know the difference, but uh, I don't think I would have been able to handle that without my dad. And then I also had another great assistant coach, Stan Wells, that was with me too. So you never pulled rank on your dad and said, get Get back in the dugout. Stop, stop that. <laughs> she may have thought it. Because that's, I know your, she that's your only it. chance to do that, right? right. Yeah, no, I, I definitely did. I did that on a lineup call a couple of times. Okay, there you uh, go. You know, there may have been once or twice that it didn't work in my favor and he was right, but maybe he won't listen to this and yeah. he'll never know that. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Well, we're hoping he listens. I bet yeah, he does. that's right. That's right. <laughs> So, Kate, uh, you also, by the way, you're still not an investment banker. Yeah, I'm <laughs> well, not still an investment banker. You right, jumped right yeah. into sports and then school business, which is yeah. great. We love that. I mean, we think you're, you're, you were, uh, you worked in Forney ISD for a while. Mm -hmm. um, we got to work with you here. Um, now you've gone over to Will's Point, doggone it. I know. Um, <laughs> and I know you're a great asset to them. But talk about what, what do you do in the school business? Because I know you, it's, I see your job. Certainly, and Forney ISD, I don't know exactly what you're doing in Will's Point, but when you were here, um, I saw elements of coaching in that too, and in, in yeah. you know working with people and putting groups together. T talk about that that uh, dynamic a little. So uh, my unofficial title is the chaos coordinator, but my official <laughs> title in any communications department, uh, the director of communications. We all know we kind of coordinate all the chaos and the crazy. Um, 
So it, it is what it sounds like. I communicate things to the community and to the district and support uh, other aspects of education like athletics and fine arts um, in their endeavors to try to get positive promotion within the community. And then obviously, you know, sometimes crisis happens or especially with COVID, uh, getting that communication out the last two years has really been a daunting task in the mm -hmm. communications department. Sure, for sure. And I know communications, um, you're always dealing with social media stuff. Oh, yeah. So, um, and I know sometimes that can be a bit of a headache for you, right? Is it not? Is Facebook sometimes the biggest problem? Because that, from the outside looking in on communications, that seems like it would be the biggest hurdle of all of it. It is. It certainly has made our job uh, a 24-hour position. Mm. Um, you know, we do get a little sleep, but not much, because you are constantly have to monitoring that. And I think sometimes that community members that have, that have never really been inside a district, they don't realize that, hey, we're moms and we're dads and we have kids here. And so we don't make decisions, I promise, to make it difficult. Mm -hmm. And so you always have the uh, fun keyboard warriors that you, you call them and you say, hey, let's talk this through. And sometimes it resolves and sometimes it doesn't. Um, but we've been very blessed in Forney and, and also I think in Wolf's Point too, that when you pick up the phone and when you call somebody that's really having a hard time or, or really bashing on Facebook, just having that one-on-one -on -one conversation, you may not agree, but at least there was some communication. Mm -hmm. Great advice. Like I said, that's right straight out of the coach's playbook, you know, communication with your team, with your uh, – probably not as much at the collegiate level with parents, but I know you've certainly seen that in action yeah. too, you know. Um, communication is such a big part of all of it. Well, I know you, you mentioned those keyboard warriors, uh, <laughs> and, and I know you're not going to say it because you're a good communications person, but I would just really like to know what you really think when you see it come across the screen. I just really want to know. Sometimes I think, do you guys really think we just sit in a room and think, how can we make your life miserable? <laughs> like, do you rationally think that we like want these bad things to happen and and things come across but i think sometimes you know we're living in hard times i, yeah. I really feel like the isolation of covid and we had to stay so far away and we're so wrapped up in our phones that we forget sometimes what it's like to have a, a conversation to talk to somebody and we're all just humans you know um I think I think if we just sat down and talked to each other again, you know, it might be a little make our lives a little easier. Especially mm -hmm. coaches too. I always felt that, you know, your, your coaches have to make hard decisions. You know, for me, I coach softball, so I have twenty three kids and only nine can play. At the end of the day, I have to make a lineup. Yeah. And you know, I kept stats on everything um, because you can't take the emotions out of it. You're gonna love some kids more than you love other kids, and some kids are gonna have a good personality or you're gonna have a personality conflict and some kids are gonna mesh with will but you have to make a lineup at the end of the day so yeah. i always kept stats and i think most most coaches do that at the end of the day there's more kids than can be on a starting lineup and mm -hmm. you do the best you can for sure that's every team and that's um that's the role and the burden sometimes of the coach you know we talk about human beings the more human beings you put in any particular environment the more complex the more difficult mm -hmm. sometimes it gets the more gratifying and the more you know the, the the more rewarding it can be too that's why friday night is such a big deal it's like we talked with mario there's so many different moving parts of a friday night but boy does it make for a really neat event once you get to it um it's not always going to be perfect there's always going to be that human mm -hmm. element. Somebody's yeah. going to mess yeah. something up or somebody's going to get in, a, in an argument or somebody's going to park in your parking place <laughs> or whatever, uh, you know. But, um, boy, we, we're fortunate to have a lot of great people like Kate in, in our school business, certainly in Forney ISD. You were here for a while. You know we got great folks in our departments Absolutely. that have a heart for kids and uh, our administra from administration at the district level to the administration at the campus level mm -hmm. to our coaches. It's, it's and neat. That that conflict that you had with only being able to play nine players or whatever. That's true at every level. I just saw a headline that, you know, all the NFL teams are making their cuts for their 53-man roster right now. Mike McCarthy said, this is the worst part of my job. So even, like, these professional athletes who are getting paid, the coaches still have to tell some of them, sorry, you know, you're not yeah. going to be on the team. And that is definitely the probably the worst part of being a coach is 
you know, you can't play everybody. You can't you can't play everybody as much as everyone else, at least. So was was that your great burden, Mario, when you were coaching uh, youth soccer? The Titans, yeah. Did it? You know, did that weigh on you when you went home after practice? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> like I don't care. <laughs> he always made me make the rotations. Yeah, it was just about snacks. <laughs> Yeah, it, okay. was all about the it was all about the snacks. Wow. I'm glad now, you're listening. We probably should have prefaced before we started this. We ended this season 0-1-8. and eight. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, she kept you know, Addison, all, all the advice stats. I gave you before. Don't listen to it. Sharks and Minnows is a lie. I need you to wipe that away. Yeah. <laughs> so, and just to be clear, so that's eight draws you had. Eight ties. Or oh, did no, you I'm flip sorry. it? We were zero eight and one. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yes. I was about to say you are yes. good at at least yeah. you know yeah. hanging in there. You're trying to give the the uh, Titans a little bit of credit. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Zero eight and one was our record for the year. What was the tie? What was the score of the tie? Do you remember? Uh, probably zero zero. <laughs> <laughs> now hey, we know right. it's not all about winning, especially at the youth level. It's right? all about snacks. No, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah those snacks. kids get some getting, good snacks. About getting better each week. And some, some good life lessons, I'm well, sure. You, you know why we stopped soccer? Because when Carrington was three, um, you know, everybody was like, you know, put her in soccer. It's great for footwork and teamwork and all that. So I was all into it. I was, the, I was that soccer mom until we lost in what was the quote-unquote championship. Uh-oh. And, you know, they all get their snacks, and she ran over, and I'm heated. Um, and and she's happy, and she She's said, three? We're she just said, confirming that? She was three. Okay. Coach said, we're all winners. I said, hey, we lost. Yeah. Oh, amen. We did not win. Mm-hmm. So do we, we don't have anybody here who's a, who supports the participation trophy. Is that what I'm hearing? No. No, we did kind of have to engage that that soccer year, the Saban process. It wasn't about the scoreboard. (laughs) It was just about the process. Yeah. I I don't know that we had as much success as Coach Saban did, but we certainly tried to engage the process. Right, Mario? (laughs) Mario, you don't know about the Saban process? Mario was uh, drinking hot chocolate. I'm still surprised she kept track of how many – He's saying he has yeah. no idea what your record right. was. Mario is yeah. a great athlete. He like gets a loss. I'm, I'm kind of speechless that I didn't keep track of our record, but you did. <laughs> she's the head That's coach. That's why she's Mark. the head coach. That's her job. Right, right, exactly. I agree. Oh, I don't, I don't, and we may, who knows, communications. Let's let's hear from the community. If you disagree with us on participation shows, you can let us know. We'll talk to you one-on-one. Uh, where, where should they email it's you fun. for that, Addison? Uh, that would be to Coach Weaver's personal email. But I agree. 126podcast at fornyisd.net. Yes. The word one, the number two, the word six, podcast. I asked my students for Forney Athletic Media if they agreed to participation trophies, and all of them are against them as well. Yeah. So I don't know. How these exist Until if they're everybody... participating and then they want one. <laughs> <laughs> Do we believe what Ricky Bobby says? If you ain't That's first or last. Yeah. So if she would have got a participation trophy, would you have made her give it back? I would have let her keep it, but it wouldn't have gone up anywhere in our house. Oh, okay. Amen. Well, I'm going to tell you, you don't become a local legend by believing in participation trophies, or everybody be a local legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kate went out there and got it done on the softball field. Uh, she's gotten it done in her personal life and her professional life. So I got a hit on this because Friday night we talked about all these pieces of, of chocolate that were in that box. Uh, we were serving some really good burgers over there for the, for the stadium staff and our oh, officers yeah. and everybody that stopped by and eat them. Um, you know, where those came from? They did. That's KB Cattle Beef. You betcha. Yeah. We got them from KV Cattle <laughs> Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kate got us some, um, I don't know, I don't, it's 100% good. I, you, you can tell us uh, a little bit more about it and where it derived from, but I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you, I, I cook way more burgers than I normally do, and they were smooth gone yeah. before we, I mean, it, they went like hotcakes. Yeah, That's tell awesome. us about it. Tell us, what was that cow's name that they ate? <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's my friend Hannah. She's always telling me, Kate, 429. You can't you can't kill 429. We love that one. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, okay, 429. Uh, I need to have a 126 cow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You do. Couldn't kill that Take one a either. picture of that uh, one. Send it to okay. us. 
All right, we'll do. That's a big T-shirt. We're gonna have to. Have <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have a hat for a cow. <laughs> yeah. So well, when I'm not coaching soccer, or uh, I have three little boys, and then obviously I'm the communications director at Wills Point ISD. Uh, we do. We have a, a cattle ranch in Wills Point, and. Uh, uh, just right before COVID happened, we wanted to start selling our own beef, and then COVID happened, and everybody else uh, couldn't get any beef, so the supply houses shut down, and then they were going with the lo local butchers to cut it up, and so it put us behind a little bit. So last November, we launched uh, the KB Cattle Beef side of our uh, cattle operation, and it's been exciting. So we have... Um, the grass-fed beef, and uh, we feed them out there at the end to get you that good marbling that that on the bone that we lack so much. Uh, but uh, yeah, we we've really enjoyed the process, and KB cattle beef has been a really really fun, exciting mm -hmm. inside for us. I bet it's successful because you guys take the same approach as you did with coaching. And I bet you're driven. I bet you're on point. I bet you make mm -hmm. sure you keep up with your stats and et cetera, oh, yeah. et cetera. But what I can tell you is the finished product. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was awfully good. Well, Friday I need night. a, uh, this is just, this may be something down the line, you know, um, you may be out there in Wills Point work in Wills Point, but y'all are still Forney family, you know, oh, yeah. um, I need a Forney steakhouse bad. Um, because oh, you have to go, you got to uh, kind of go somewhere. We started this off talking about cooking your own. Yeah. What better opportunity than to get some KB beef? Yeah, I understand. I can make my own, but every now and then. I want somebody you who knows even, what they're doing. We're talking about the guy. There you go. Addison. That's right. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. fajita argument still yeah. stands, by the way. But anyway, I need a I need a steakhouse at some point. So hey, we should uh, get the grill master over here. work on, on that the, at some uh, point. Steaks. There we go. Okay. Oh, Mario. Okay. Mario can be fine arts coaching and steak chef. Soccer now, coach. Uh, there's another reason that Kate is a local legend around our office, and that's because she was the um, she was our, she brought a stormy glaze for our, our athletic yeah, administrative sure assistance. Did. I don't know what word I'm looking for, reference or whatever. Um, Recommend, recommended. Yeah, but She's talk about best. another home run. I mean, you know, she, Stormy's been great. Um, I, we also had your, we happened to have your babysitter on last, the last podcast. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we, we had a volleyball episode. Um and her name escapes me. Kyler. Thank you. Kyler, Kyler. Sanders. Yeah, for, yeah. for, for over 20 high on the volleyball team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, keeps your kids, keeps Stormy's yeah. kids. So lots of connections mm -hmm. being made there. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. But anyway, That's okay. thank both you, awesome. Kate. We love Stormy. Yeah, Stormy's, Stormy's, my best Stormy's been super good for she's athletic. She's amazing. She's a country girl, too, like me. Yeah, but, well. I guess we got three country people. We're yep. going to hire somebody at some point that's a city person because we're filling the office up with country people, I guess. I think it's okay. It's all right. We're good. Addison's a city slicker. Oh, so. yeah, totally. You mentioned New York City earlier, and I wanted to vomit just then. I've been to New York two times. I never. I will never go back. Dang. You'd have to pay me so much money to live there or to be there for a week. Yeah. But anyway, that's why we love Forney. That's right. Because of... You know, it's not the city. That's why. And that's we've why got great local legends. And I we gotta do. say, Kate, um, you know, you're sort of representing people as our first local legend. We're going to mm -hmm. hopefully extend this series and have other local legends come by. But because Forney is such a neat place and has such a neat history, um, we've got a lot of great people to choose from. It's cool to see our ex-students, ex-athletes. Ex-employees in this case, you know what I mean? You got so many connections to the Forney family. Um, come by, and, and so we want to, that's something we want to do with the podcast, you know, is bring great people that are out there in the world representing Forney, Texas, America, mm -hmm. and you definitely do that. So that's awesome. we yeah, appreciate you being be home. Thanks for being a local legend. <laughs> so we have two things to get to before we, we let y'all go, and that is, um, first, if you could suggest a local legend for us, maybe we can try to get somebody on. Who do you think of in terms of Forney and Forney Athletics specifically? Who do you what, who comes to mind immediately whenever you think of a local legend? Who comes to mind when I think of a local legend? Um, and this is totally on the spot. We did oh, not prepare man, for this That's question. Addison, we, don't, we don't prepare wow. anyone don't. for anything. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, really cool side story. Uh, I don't know if most people know this, but uh, Josh Gear, uh, Mason Engler, me, and my sister, who also played uh, collegiate softball, and um, 
Curtis Thigpen all grew up in the same neighborhood. So three oh, wow. uh, soft, or two softball players and three MLB baseball players. We all grew up in a like I guess there's about forty houses. Yeah. So it must be something in the water. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Uh, that is but, the water. Uh, but that's pretty cool, fun, mm-hmm. borny fact. Um, but yeah, so I would say uh, probably Curtis or uh, Josh, uh, Mason, or even as Caleb. a matter of fact, Kate. We've had three of the five All on right. the podcast yes. already. We need to get Curtis Thigpen. That yes, we do. Be, yeah. We need to go after him. But nice. Mason Engler, local legend. this summer we had a summer series called Pros, and uh, we had Josh and Mason on. Uh, sounds like we need to go after Miss Sarah Bell, but it's not Bell anymore. Flax. Though. There you go, Sarah Flax <laughs> and Curtis Thigpen. That'd be good we get both of them. Good suggestion. Good deal, good deal. Represent the neighborhood. <laughs> That's right, represent the neighborhood, yeah. <laughs> You know, I th- I think that for today, for our, our water question trivia, it's going to have something to do with our, our local legend. But before I ask it, I want to shout out to Stacy Gray, who was our winner from last week. Um, I don't even remember what the question was. But double winner, But right? she was a double winner. Yeah. Yeah. What was our question last week? I can't remember. But Good she job. won it. And uh, Stacy Gray from Forney, Texas. And so this week, the question is going to be, how old was Kate when she became arguably the youngest head coach in softball, NCAA softball history? That's a, that is is a it softball impressive. or just NCAA? Uh, as far as I know, it's NCAA. Oh, wow. well, okay, okay. So in NCAA history. That is impressive. That's a, that's that a very impressive. significant fact. It is. You yeah. should have that on everything. It should say, yes. you know, Kate Kyler, communications director, youngest NCAA coach ever. Embroider it on the back of your jacket. Yeah. <laughs> I almost wore my letter jacket today for y'all. Oh, oh you should have, because when else are you going to wear it? Well, we wore it last year <laughs> <Yeah>. on uh, <laughs> 80s. What was it? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, the Decades Day. Yeah. Mm. We, wore it. we wore it last year. Yeah. That's fun. There you go. Yeah. Well, I think that's all the time we have for episode four. If you want to answer that question to get some 126 gear and Whataburger gift card, then email 126podcast at fornyisd.net. I will say if you're not eating a KB burger, uh, eat a Whataburger. Go to Whataburger. <laughs> they do a great job sponsoring our podcast. And um, we, we saw them sponsoring Friday Night Football, too. They're mm-hmm. on the big board. They sponsor Forney ISD. So we do appreciate that from Whataburger. Yes. So, Mario, Kate, thank you both for being on. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Welcome. And we will talk to you all next week.